You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, I thank you for being with us today. And uh, I want to talk to you about something that's been, it's, it's close to my heart and it's something that, that I've learned to practice in my life. And I think that until you get a hold of this principle, Christians can never really be successful in the Lord. And the book of John, the uh, 15th chapter, Jesus said, abide in me. And it literally means to live in him or to stay in that place. And uh, the presence of the Lord is, there, there's nothing like the presence of God. You, once you taste of the Lord, nothing else compares to it. And I think of the verse that talks about the presence of God and it said, in his presence is complete joy. And you know, people everywhere are searching for joy and you can find it temporarily in a lot of things. It could be perhaps a new car or a vacation or an individual or, or it can be uh, some money that you come into, but all of those sayings wane with time. But with Christ, the thing that I love about being in the presence of the Lord is every day it's new. You, you can't get bored with the presence of God. And just when you think you've seen everything there is about the Lord, he just shows you another facet of him and he reveals himself on a daily basis. And so as I was reflecting on <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord just talked to me about this, my mind went back to the Old Testament because this is where uh, God really began to meet with men. And uh, he did it through the tabernacle. And when you go back and you begin to, to study the tabernacle, uh, there, we had an outer court. And in this outer court, you had the brazen altar. And it's where you, the very first thing that you did when you come into the, into the tabernacle was there had to be a sacrifice that was offered. And this is where Paul talks about it. He said, brethren, he said, I, I'm imploring you to present yourselves as a living sacrifice unto Christ. And so we do it on a daily basis. This is what your prayer time is about. This is about the time that you set aside for reading the word of the Lord. You come into the Lord. And I tell this to the Lord many times in prayer. Lord, I'm coming today to present myself to you as a living sacrifice. And so that you had that brazen altar and then you had the, the labor where you washed. And then from that outer court into the outer court, it, it, it said they had, it was the gate. But then into the holy place, it was the door. And when you got into the holy place, you had the, the table of showbread, you had um, the golden lampstands, you had the altar of incense, and you partook of those things. And when you got into the, into the holy place, it was the golden lampstands that created the light in that place. And of course, the table of showbread and the altar of incense, which is representative of the prayers of the saints. But that wasn't your goal. That was the process because there was another part of the tabernacle it's the part where God lived. And it was called the holiest of holies. Oh my, wouldn't you love to hear when the angels 
will cry unto the Lord, holy, holy, holy. That's what Isaiah saw. He said, I saw the seraphims, and they're crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And, and the four and 20 elders are casting their crowns at the feet of Jesus. And I, I, when you get in the presence of God, all of a sudden, your own inadequacies, you begin to see them. And that's why Isaiah, who was a godly man, he was a prophet of the Lord. But when he got into the presence of the Lord, he said, woe is me, I'm undone, I'm unclean. And the angel touched his lips and, and uh, allowed him to speak the Lord's word. And so, into the holiest of holies, when you got in there, it's a whole new dimension. It's the only thing in there is, is, is the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat on top of the Ark. There, were, there was no lampstand, and yet there was light. The light, though, wasn't from something man had made. The light in the holiest of holies was the glory of God. It's where God's presence was. And, and this is all of our goals, is to be able to live in the presence of the Lord. And so uh, God wants us to abide in his presence. And when you think about the holiest of holies, there was no sin in there. And for a lot of believers, their, their walk with God and their relationship with the Lord is more about visitation. It's like they go visit the Lord, and then they come back out into their own world. When you don't abide in the presence of the Lord, and your relationship is more about, a lot of Christians, the only time that they visit God is when they have a need. So it's predicated on, God, what can you do for me? I'm petitioning you, I need you to do something for me. God tries to bring us to a place, and the longer you serve the Lord, the more you're gonna know this, that when you get in the presence of God, it's no longer about, God, what can you give me? But it's, Lord, I wanna to minister to you. This is, you know, when the Lord, Martha came to the Lord and said, I need you to talk to Mary because she's leaving me in the kitchen, you know, and I'm having to do all the work. And the Lord looked at Martha and he said, you're a good lady. He said, but Mary's chosen the best thing. And he was telling Martha, he said, you need to be able to discern and recognize what's important. The reason so many Christians don't walk in victory it's because they don't abide in the presence of God. And I'm not talking about going to church or you know being in a service where you feel the Spirit of the Lord. This is talking about an individual posture, a, a place that you live, that regardless whether you're at work or you're shopping or you're on vacation, you are positioned in the holiest of holies. And so when you, when you go back and you look at the tabernacle, there was no back door. You couldn't come out of the holiest of holies and you know you, you exited through the holy place and the outer court and then you went back into the, the, the other do, domain. Uh, when you wanted to go back into the holiest of holies, there was no back door that you could bypass 
the outer court and the holy place, you had to go through the whole process again to get into the presence of God. And this is why when you get into the outer court, it requires man's work. There has to be the slaying of the animal, and there has to be the physical washing, the ceremonial washing. And then you have to get into the holy place, and there's the showbread, and, the, and you have to do the incense, and, and all of these things. And so there's a lot of effort involved in the journey into the presence of the Lord. And once you got into the holy place, everything changes. Man has, he doesn't have to do anything now. There's no washing, there's no ceremonial offerings, there's no sacrifice. You just, you get into that holy place and there you rest in the presence of God. And now it's no longer an effort, but it's an experience of being in the presence of your creator. And so many Christians don't understand the importance of living in the presence of God. This is why you have to guard your relationship because uh, a lot of Christians struggle with things. And this is because they don't stay in the presence of the Lord because in the holiest of holies, there was no sin. So if there's no sin, there's no temptation. If there's no temptation, there's no tempter. God wouldn't let sin or spirit in that dimension. When you live there, this is why John said, he who is born in the spirit cannot sin. And a lot of believers have a hard time with it. They think, well, I don't understand that. I'm a Christian. I've been born again, but I still mess up. We mess up when we shift from the realm of the spirit and we go back into the realm of the natural. And then all of a sudden, our natural appetites, our natural senses, our tendencies begin to exert themselves. And we begin to find that we're in a battle and sometimes we win, and sometimes we lose. But when you live in the presence of God, this is what John said, you can't sin. When you are in the presence of the Lord, in that holiest of holy domain, there's such a glorious uh, reception of the, of the things of God. And so, Lots of, lots of believers who they think, well, it's too difficult to try to live in the presence of the Lord, and so they're, they're in and they're out. The problem is every time you want to come into the presence of God, you have to go through the whole process again. You have to go back through the brazen labor. You have to go through, or the brazen altar, and you have to go through the labor, and you have to get into the door of the holy of place, and you have to see the table of incense, and all of those things that you have to go through, it wears people out. And so Christians, uh, they think, why am I always vacillating? It's because you don't understand the depth that there is a victory into, the, into that holiest of holies where God lives, where he abides. He said, if you will abide in me, I will abide in you. And so now you go, um, in the Old Testament, the only person who could come into the holiest of holies was a high priest. And he only got to do that once a year. And it was where he came in and he offered the blood for the sins of Israel, and then God the Father accepted that, that blood sacrifice, even though it really had no efficacy um, in its own, it just, it was symbolic. 
and just pushed up another year that, that they had mercy. And he would go in there and he, he was the only one that got to be in the presence of God. And the scripture really does not teach it. I mean, there are references to the bells on the bottom of the high priest's garment. And, and I've done a lot of reading on it. Uh, some of the, the old rabbis and different ones really believed it was true. Um, and it does make sense because if you came into the holiest of holies and you were defiled with sin, there had not been made perpetuation for that sin, then the high priest would be killed. And historically, they said that they would tie a rope to the foot of that high priest. And when he was in the holy place, in the holiest of holies, you could hear the bells ringing because he was moving, he was alive. And if the bell stopped, a man could not go in there and retrieve the high priest. They had to pull the rope and they had to pull him out. Uh, for you and I, Revelation says this, it says now, God, hallelujah, has made you and I priests unto him. And when God made us priests, oh my goodness, it opens up a whole new realm of entrance that no longer is it just one man in a nation or, or just the pastor or just the prophet or the apostle that gets to come into the presence of the Lord. But now you and I, we are all priests unto God. So now no longer do we have to stand on the outskirts of the tabernacle and, and wonder what it's like for the high priest to be in presence of the almighty God and him really not be able to describe to you what it's like when he sees such a kind of glory in that place and he can sense the very abiding presence of Jehovah God Almighty in that particular dimension. But God is hid behind the veil. But oh, one day, hallelujah, crucifixion. See, the Bible says that you and I are reconciled unto the Father through Jesus Christ. And the scripture talks about the veil of his flesh was torn. And when Jesus was crucified and his flesh was torn, at the same time, God Almighty reached out of heaven. And history says that that veil, which was over 30 feet tall and several inches thick, uh, it, was, it was a massive veil. God supernaturally ripped that thing in half and it fell to the ground. And for the first time, you could stand at the gate of the tabernacle and you could look all the way in and see the mercy seat. No longer was it veiled. Anybody could come after crucifixion into the presence of the Lord. Today, you and I have that God-given right as priests unto God that we get to live there. And I guess what I want to leave with you is this. It's stay in His presence because if every time you allow yourself to be drawn out of the presence of God, you don't just get to whimsically walk back in and say, okay, I'm here, God. 
there's a process. Scripture talking about enter to his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. And getting into the presence of the Lord requires a cleansing process and it requires a sacrifice process. And then once you get there, then you get to rest in the presence of the Lord. And so I would encourage you uh, as a believer in the Lord that you learn to abide in him. It, it makes life so much easier. The, the frustration of one day feeling spiritual and then the next day you know you failed and, and you know the, the ups and downs and all of that, it's, it's disheartening and we've all been there. If you want full joy, it's not going to be found in another person or a business or success or the talent that you have operating. It's found in that secret place where the tabernacle of God houses his glory. And as a priest unto God, you have access. And you get to stand in there. And you get to behold, hallelujah, the presence of the Lord and when you learn to stay there, then it takes the labor out of serving the Lord. It's not that constant. Well, I got to go back through the process, and and a part of what you have to deal with is condemnation. You know, the enemy say, "Well, you failed. You know, you're not worthy. You, God doesn't want you in there." And that's not how God feels. But the longer that, and this is true in the natural, when you plant something, the longer it stays stays in the ground the deeper its roots get until eventually storms can't pull it up. The environment can't kill it. The longer you stay in the presence of the Lord because that's where his life is. He's the living water. He's the bread of life. He is, gives the increase. And the longer you learn how to live in the presence of God, the deeper your roots go. And you're not constantly having to go back to the brazen altar and the labor and going through that process of trying to prepare yourself to get back in the presence of God. Stay there. Learn how to live in a dimension to where you're always in the holiest of holies, to where you get to behold the presence of the Lord that at any moment, you know, if you just stop and God's right there, you can feel him. You can, your prayer language is loosed. And there's no longer this labor of going through the, the process of trying to get back into the presence of God. So today I, I want to encourage you, create a lifestyle that isn't transient, that you don't visit the Lord, but you live in that presence. And when you live in the presence of God, mercy hallelujah is around you you get seated on the seat of mercy and you get to behold the glory of the lord well i love you um listen walk in this it'll change your life for more information about kent christmas ministries international or regeneration nashville go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org and for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.